a great example that most people don't realize of machine learning is the engine in your car. Every single day, you have an engine control module, and with machine learning, that engine control module is making adjustments every microsecond to your engine to keep your engine running smoothly based on knock sensor input, based on you know what it's seeing, your spark plugs doing, engine temperature, and so that if you get a bad tank of gas, oftentimes you won't even know anymore because as soon as the knock sensor uh, notices knocks that you can't hear or feel, it starts to adjust timing. The engine control unit starts to adjust timing and all of that. And that's why from a machine learning perspective, it typically takes about 175 miles for your engine to get used to the way you drive and kind of the environment that you're in. It just, that, that's machine learning. Good afternoon. This is a continuation of our Jargon broadcast series brought to us by Evan, your IT guy. Hi, this is Bill Imany. And this is Peter Purcell. Today we're going to talk about the exciting topic of artificial intelligence, robotic process automation, and machine, machine learning. learning. Right. We keep hearing a lot about this, and what we wanted to do was simplify. Make it demystify. A and demystify. Absolutely. Well, you know, when I hear, when I first heard about artificial intelligence, it, it got kind of scary a little bit at first. And I think a lot of people think, oh, no, are we going to be replaced by robots? Yeah, and the answer to that is no. I think that uh, there is a place for artificial intelligence no different than any other computer or software tool. Uh, it's not going to be like HAL in, you know, Odyssey 2000 where ship's taken over and he kills Dave or tries to kill Dave. Yeah, that's pretty scary. But let's let's just talk about the reality. First, let's talk about artificial intelligence because when I hear about it and I have somebody explain it to me, I scratch my head sometimes, Peter, and, and maybe you can help me understand this a little bit better, but I scratch my head thinking, wait a minute, is oh. this anything more than just computer programming? Right. Well, if you're an MIT professor, an AI MIT professor, you may want to shut this off for a little bit. But let me let me just step back for a second. Let's think about our brains. And no, this is not going to be a long, you know, esoteric discussion. The reason why we do the things that we do are based on memories. Things that have happened to us in the past, if-then-else statements that we remember so that we don't repeat them. Oh, like sort, Bill, of like, sort of like if the stove is hot. And you touch it, what happens, Bill? I, it hurts my if hand. Then. It burns. Right. So first time is if, stove hot. Then I touch, else, oh my gosh, mom's going to spank me, and yes, it hurt. What's the next time the if statement hits your brain when you see if the stove is hot? Are you going to touch it? No, I'm not, so I learned from that. Exactly, and that's where the whole 10,000 hours of doing what you do as a skilled person makes you better it's because it's not because you necessarily have done it for 10,000 hours it's all the memories that you have stored in your brain around those 10,000 hours of doing things well that's interesting so if you think about that 
every every time we do something, we're always kind of doing an if-then. So if the sidewalk is wet, I'm going to walk slower. If the light is off, I'm going to turn it on. If the door is locked, I'm going to unlock it. But we don't consciously sit, stop every time there's an if-then as a human and stop and go and think like a computer, right? Right, exactly. And then if you take the brain, we also have an incredible method of retrieving data and retrieving multiple memories at the same time. So it's not just the sidewalk is wet when you're looking at it. The memory is the sidewalk is wet. One time you slipped and fell or another time you splashed your expensive uh, shoes or uh, another time you got spanked because you stomped through it and you messed up your Sunday pants. So when you, when you as a human being pull up, see the sidewalk, and you retrieve those memories, if the sidewalk is wet, here's everything that could happen. That is... I use all that data in my head. You use all that data to make a decision. I'm wearing rubber boots today, so I'll it just go It doesn't matter. And, and because in the past you wore rubber boots, your feet stayed dry even if you walked through ankle-deep water. You may be wearing rubber boots and never have walked on a wet sidewalk, but no... Rubber boots will keep you dry. Again, it's a memory. So artificial intelligence is really a lot of information, a lot of equivalent memories, if you will, that are stored, and then computers draw on that based on what problem is presented. Okay, that's great. But how is that different than just ordinary computer programming? To me, it just sounds like simple. You know, I think back when I was in uh, in college and we took our first kind of computer class where you learned how to do some simple programming and said if the and he had these if then statements. Well, how is the artificial any different than that? Well, the difference is, Bill, you and I probably went to well, I at least went to class when during the Jurassic period. Um, so computers were still pretty old, very large, very slow, and not very powerful. So what's different now? You carry is, punch cards around. I, I did carry punch okay, cards. I came right after that. Oh, okay, the day yeah, after. you're you're lucky. Yeah, the day after. Yeah. Um, the bottom line is the, the new computer systems, they have a significant amount of power in them in that they can do multiple retrievals at the same time. I won't get into the technical how-to on all this, but they have the ability to essentially do what the human brain is, which is like the example I gave you with the wet sidewalk. Go out, if you present a problem to a computer, it will go out and gather all that information all at the same time and use if-then-else statements to come up with an answer. So the secret with good AI, the reason why Watson is so good is IBM spent years and years and years populating this knowledge base, for lack of a better term, this memory base, so that Watson could respond to different um, different problems. Okay, so basically what you're telling me is that um, the difference between AI and basic computer programming we learned back in college uh, computer programming 101 is it's a lot of if-then statements happening at once using a lot of different bits and pieces of data. Is that that right. is that is a, that is pretty much correct. Pretty much, or, pretty much. It's close. It's close enough uh, for more than government work. I mean, the bottom line is there's going to be some AI folks out there listening to this, going, "Oh my gosh, you know, you guys are quote unquote dumbing it down," but we're really not. The bottom line is is that what you do is you have these these computers that are very very fast that can pull out a lot of information, a lot of associated information at the same time. 
use that to solve a problem, and so, that's AI. So at the core of it, though, it's programming, computer yeah, at the programming. Core, so always, I could at the core of any computer okay, application so I could, is programming. If I had a really smart programmer, I could put him in a room, and he could develop a artificial intelligence program or application for me to do something. In reality, if you were to go back and look at what Alan Turing said. Who's that? Alan Turing. He's the father of computing. Oh, okay. okay. So, but bottom line is that um, artificial intelligence as we see it today is, um, it is just a bunch of computer programming. You don't have computers that have self-awareness at this point, right, which is how. And, but artificial intelligence is a nice wrapper around high high powered computing that allows you to go out and access a lot of data and make decisions on that so a rudimentary program in theory you know 10 years ago could be considered artificial intelligence anytime a computer executes on an if then else statement in a way that is somewhat artificial intelligence. okay so so when i you know hear some company come up and say we're using artificial intelligence uh, do I believe them? Are they are? I mean, because what I'm hearing you say, it's any programming could yeah. be. Are people I mean, look, the bottom, the bottom line is, is that if you, you are really using artificial intelligence as a company, you're going to be using an artificial, quote unquote, an artificial intelligence engine like Watson. Or, you know, Apple kind of has a rudimentary one with Siri, if you will. Uh, Google has an artificial intelligence engine. So if you're using one of those engines, yeah, you could so say an that engine. What do you what do you mean by oh, engine? Oh, it's 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 the processing that I described. It's the ability to populate a quote unquote memory database with whatever the topic is. Let's say it's medical, okay. right? So it's you take all these doctors and they just basically dump all their experiences into this this database. It's done through interviews, filling out forms, and but the forms, if you read them carefully, they're if-then-else forms. You know, if this, then Check do this. Check box number five. Otherwise, go to the next if, you know, then, or else you go to the next if, and you uh. just keep filling out these forms. And then that's so that when Watson says, and look, you walk in, your eyes are slightly jaundiced, and your skin is yellow your eyes are yellow sorry and your skin is jaundiced you know and the intern keys in yep his eyes are yellow and his skin is jaundiced then watson will immediately pop out oh yeah you probably have a liver problem okay and so that's because some doctor said filled out a form or answered the questionnaire that said if somebody's eyes are yellow and their skin is jaundiced their liver is damaged Okay, so essentially these artificial intelligence engines like Watson, Google, or Apple's is essentially a tool that you would populate your data and if-then statements in that you could use to then. So we as business consultants could um, create artificial intelligence for business consultants and replace us. So, for example, if the client is a manufacturing company and they have high amount of defects, then... Uh, they have a shop floor problem. Right. Or am I, I'm probably oversimplifying it. No, no, that. you're not. You're not, Actually, you're not oversimplifying it. And it is, there are industries now, people don't realize, 
there are industries now that, that can easily be replaced with artificial intelligence, especially if they're rote questions with rote answers, okay? Fixed questions with fixed answers. Um, I'm, I'm actually a little surprised that there's not more AI in financial services or the home mortgage business, let's say, right? Because if you think about it, your profile of whether or not you should be able to get a home loan, there's just a certain amount of information that people need. You can glean that information and get an answer very quickly. And I would suggest that Rocket Mortgage probably has a little bit of that behind it. Yeah, like if you have a million dollars, you oh, it's a no-brainer, right? If you have no money and bad credit, you don't you, get the you loan. You don't get a loan. So, so that, so that, okay. So essentially, you're going to need to, if 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 someone were want to use like these hospitals that use artificial intelligence, like with Watson, they're using that Watson platform mm-hmm. to actually as the engine. That now now it makes sense. That sits underneath the um, data that they're populating. So right. you can't. You got to create the data. So how? I mean. What if you how do how do you ensure the data is right though? That is the key because let's go back to the doctor example. Let's say you know your eyes are yellow, your skin is jaundiced, um, but it's really because you don't have a kidney problem. It just so happens you have some sort of weird tropical disease. Okay, they ask the question: Did you go down to exactly? Yeah. So so if that question is missed in the artificial intelligence database. It'll never get asked, and that'll never get diagnosed. So you have to have good data that sits Absolutely. underneath this. Absolutely. That is key. That is key. And if you think about it, that's probably why, again, pure speculation on my point, on my part, but why IBM bought the Weather Channel is they bought the database. I don't think they really bought, you know, they bought the database that the Weather Channel had built up over the years, not so much um, the Weather Channel. Oh, so, so they have and all that's this why weather data. Right, and that's why it's powered by Watson. So they know if a cold front is coming in from the northeast. It's going to rain. It's, six, it's 60 degrees behind the front. It's 90 degrees in front of the front. It's probably going to rain because the exactly. air is going to rise. And, and by the way, a certain time of year, it may even have tornadoes. Mm, voila, right? Yeah, wow. Okay, so we talked about artificial intelligence. There's this whole thing, because when I first thought of artificial intelligence, I thought of what, I, what I've heard the term machine learning, where a, because you think about um, the HAL example, they become, the, the computer becomes smarter and smarter, makes smarter decisions based upon, um, I guess, other decisions that were made, right? I, 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 yeah. I mean, what's the, oh, okay. okay so, is, so, so let me just tell you what, HAL in my estimation, and then I'll explain this in a minute. HAL in my estimation was, actually probably about 10% artificial intelligence and 90% machine learning. Right, Here's right. why. Machine learning is, is very different. So machine learning is you will have, just think of somebody watching an assembly line, okay? And a machine learning will basically adjust based on a series of events and sensor readings. So if you have somebody watching an assembly line and you notice that it's not moving fast enough, okay? Machine learning will try to speed up the rollers. Let's say you're doing pipe extrusion or something like that. In machine learning, if the pipe's not coming out fast enough, it'll try to speed it up. But it will also take temperature readings on both sides to make sure it's not going too fast. And so it will adjust. So in a machine learning environment, you're actually adjusting based on real-time data right at that moment, and you don't necessarily 
store the results so that you're 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 going to to do that again you will respond to that information immediately okay so for example if if you're running a pipe extrusion and they see at the back end that um, defects increased and because you went too fast you'll then, slow down then it, it, the machine will know it needs to slow down based upon some algorithm i guess that says if right. these parameters exist slow down if these parameters exist speed right. up and that they it, it, it starts learning um where they need to basically i guess optimize the right. speed of extrusion right a great example that most people don't realize of machine learning is the engine in your car every single day you have an engine control module and with machine learning that engine control module is making adjustments every microsecond to your engine to keep your engine running smoothly based on knock sensor input based on you know what it's seeing your spark plugs doing engine temperature and so that if you get a bad tank of gas oftentimes you won't even know anymore because as soon as the knock sensor uh, notices knocks that you can't hear or feel it starts to adjust timing the engine control unit starts to adjust timing and all of that and that's why from a machine learning perspective it typically takes about 175 miles for your engine to get used to the way you drive and kind of the environment that you're in because it just that that's machine learning okay so if i buy a used car am i out of luck then because it's machine learned on some other guys driving Is that what no you're it readjusts mostly and this is what i mean by you know it doesn't memorize it and keep it forever is it adjusts every like 150 miles okay so there are people out there who fail your uh, emissions test toyotas are really notorious for this you go out you get your toyota fixed you reset your engine control unit you can't get your emissions retested for another 150 miles because it takes that long for the machine to learn the engine control unit to learn how to get your engine to run optimally oh you know what i i had that same problem i had a battery replaced in our um, honda okay um, took it in right after that to get it inspected, um, mm-hmm. and it failed because it didn't have the readings. Uh, they said drive around for 30 miles. So I spent the next um, 30 minutes driving 60 miles an hour up and down the freeway and then brought it back. And then So had- you obviously weren't in Houston because in Houston traffic, you couldn't drive anywhere like that straight steady uh, no i it, it, he got me there i was out of town <laughs> it was it, but 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 uh, yeah. anyway the, this is yeah that's exactly so that's right a good that's machine that's machine learning so it's kind that's of a not part, a, but it's part of the whole thing of artificial intelligence yeah it, right? it is a subset i think that um there there are just subsets of artificial intelligence out there and and that's that's one of them now you match something like a watson with a machine learning device like the engine in your car, Watson will, over time, be able to come back and tell you what is the optimal, you know, um, uh, optimal uh, octane for your particular vehicle if you're going to tow a boat in the mountains of New Mexico, right? So it will learn because it will store that data. Your truck will just constantly adjust as it's driving into New Mexico and into the mountains and it may not adjust quite as fast as if you had this huge artificial intelligence database behind you. Okay so when I think about artificial intelligence and machine learning really 
it's not necessarily replacing workers or saying robots are going to take over the world. What you're really getting at, it's, it helps us make decisions. It helps us do things more efficiently. helps us drive our car more efficiently. Because I think back when um, older cars we had and you got bad gas, you'd hear the knocking and you'd go, I'm not buying gas at that gas station anymore. Or I might buy a higher grade or something like that. Right. It, it helps us become, I guess, more... Um, efficient and more uh, effective and yeah more effective we yeah have to worry about this stuff. i mean i think that there are industries out there that are going to be severely impacted potentially uh with job loss in some areas but i think those workers will be displaced they will be reassigned um not necessarily just put out on the street well, never you, to be hired again let me tell you the best candidate for uh, machine learning artificial intelligence job replacement is our government i mean think <laughs> about it okay <laughs> if you know what, are I, you are you talking about finally having an emotionalist uh uh entity that actually will do something for us as opposed to themselves well yes, yeah because think about it half their decisions are made on emotion oh yeah of, of well something half. That doesn't how about 99 oh you're right most okay of them. let's move on one last thing i think is as we kind of go into the last five minutes of our of of our uh podcast here it's a podcast it's huh a podcast. It's a podcast. Yes. Hey, we we need to take a break here yes. for our sponsor. Evan, your IT guy provides immediate IT support for your growing business. Download the Evan app to connect your business with a select network of friendly IT professionals anywhere, anytime. Evan, your IT guy solves most technical problems in fewer than 30 minutes, and you only have to pay for what you use. Sign up for your free assessment today at evanyouritguy.com. Okay, we're back. Hey, so we're going to talk about one more thing that uh, that's out there that's really been bothering me, okay? It's called, and I hear this all the time. And Robotic I, process automation. How did, you how did know? I guess? Okay. That was our lunchtime discussion today. When I hear robotic, the first thing I think about is R2-D2 and CP3O. They're yeah. robots. But is robotic process automation robots? Yeah. I Look, robotic, uh, look, I have a degree in uh, robotics. That was more of a... I understand. I have a degree in robotics. No. The answer is no. Robotics truly is um, something more mechanical than, than what consultants call robotic process automation, which in my estimation is none of those words. Because here is the basic robotic process automation success story that I just heard from a client the other day. And I said, wow, I can't believe they spent money on this. Um, importing invoices. Scanning them. Scanning them, sorry. Scanning them, importing them, automatically matching to a PO. Purchase order. Purchase order. Having them approved and then having the check Okay, ready. wait a minute. They called that robotic process automation? They were told by their consultant that that was robotic process automation. Okay, but Bill, that's, that's been that going happened. around. I did that I 20 that, years ago. Yeah, I thought well, I Because you'd have too. optical recognition where they'd say that's an invoice number and go populate it into that field. What, yeah. So they were sold a bill of goods. Well, I, I think, you know, consultants, you know, look, we're, we're part of this, this breed, right? But... Consultants have a bad habit of rebranding old stuff to make it new. I almost feel like it's like a, a pair of stinky old socks 
that are being rolled out and saying, hey, guess what? New odor. It's it's kind of like the new old spice, right? New old spice. Oh, yeah. New cool. old spice. I mean, think about it formula. for a second. It's a new formula. Wait a minute. It smells just like my great-grandfather, right? Come on. <laughs> um, I it, it it boggles my mind, and, and I, I just I don't understand it. Because to me, robotics, go to any video out there that talks about Boston Dynamics. Those are robots. Those are mechanical devices that are doing things. They use machine learning and artificial intelligence, and those are great examples of machine learning, you know, where a robot dog will stand up and adjust as it's sliding all over the ice. It's, it's learning how to do that all at the same time based on algorithms. But the robotic process automation in business, all that is, that to me is just integration and automation. Well, period. I had, so I cornered, I'm not going to name the name of the consulting firm, but I cornered a um, partner from one of the big, huge monster consulting firms that will remain nameless. And I asked them to explain to me what robotic process automation was. So this, and I said, I need you to explain it to me in simple terms because I, I said, um, I just like things explained simply. And he said, essentially, if you think about any business process that you have, and let's say you have a spreadsheet with a bunch of numbers in it, and every month you take the total of those numbers and you add them up, divide them by four, and you put them in another spreadsheet, and you take those and divide them by 20 and add four to it, and then you stick it into your, uh, your general ledger, general accounting system, or your inventory system. What robotic process automation is going to do is automate that, those steps. So I thought, hmm, okay. So That I've, means a macro well, is I thought robotic about, I, process automation? Well, I mean, that's what I essentially thought about. I thought, I can create a macro. I told them I can create a macro in Excel that will do that. And then I can also create a... Um, well, I can't, but somebody else can create a program, a SQL program to load that into um, the, their, their um, SAP system. And I said, why, why would I spend, you know, however much they charge, per, those consultants charge per hour to buy some tool to go put it on to automate that step? So, so the next thing I asked them, I said, have you ever thought about why they do that step? Every month. Yeah, why wouldn't you just get rid of it? Or why wouldn't I just put a formula in my in my um, ERP system yeah. that calculates that. So those questions started to come out. You can create an allocation in your system. Of course, he got really frustrated and mad and, and walked away. Right, but, he, but you know what I've realized is there, there's this thing called business process automation, BPA, or, um, that they had way back in, I would say, um, early 2000s. They were trying to sell. It sounded like the same thing to me, whereas I, I mimic it's a bunch of— It's actually 1997. I hate to say, Bill. Okay. Hey, well, it's even worse really than dating that 20-some-odd 20, 20 years ago. But to me, look, Bill, what you just described to me was automation and integration. I, I really—robotic, the whole concept of robotic— So it's a fancy name for something. So, you know, if we were to kind of conclude—we've talked about three things today, right? Right. Artificial intelligence is real, but it's not going to replace— uh, humans, except for potentially a lot of government workers, um, <laughs> and well, I, mean, I think about when I well, go to the DPS. It is, think, it is uh, real, and uh, it will it will affect it will affect our lives in the future. I'm not sure it's going to be quite as dramatic and as fast 
as everybody Well, is think saying. about this. The reason why I say I went to get my driver's license updated. Yes. I should be able to put my finger on a fingerprint thing, and it'll automatically take a picture of me, know who I am, and I'm right. done. Away you go. Well, anyway. That's, yeah. that's, that's, okay. That's my idea for the so day. So there's, there's that. Machine learning. Machine learning is real. It's, hap- it's, it, it's, it's out happening. there. It happens all the time. We've been and using it. We don't even know yeah, it. Yeah. Actually, I hate to say it, but I was coding that back in 1984 for Shell Oil at bulk plants. So Well, there you go. And then, so then... We get to robotic process automation, which is essentially is a fancy word for something we've been doing for a long time, and people are using it and calling and uh, let's, let's just put lipstick on a pig. There you go. On that, let's close. Thank you, Evan, your IT guy, for sponsoring this podcast. And Peter, it was always a pleasure. And for the two people listening out there. <laughs> Thank you for you guys, too. Thank you, Bill. Appreciate your time.